Hello. Hi, everybody. This is Sarah Westcott. And this is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read, the podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go along with them. And I'm very excited for ours today. So anyways. Yeah, me too. But we're not going to talk <laughs> about it yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, Katie, how are you doing? I am great. We leave for vacation in two days. I know which you do. is going to be uh, before this actually airs. But yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. And I got a couch. Yeah, I know you I did. Oh, my God. It's been two years. I need everybody to know that Katie posted random, like, pictures of herself on this couch throughout the day and it was amazing <laughs> and hilarious i mean two and a half years without a couch oh uh, yeah since before covid absolutely ridiculous insane uh we won't talk about why your husband destroyed your couch first before no. <laughs> it's it's the way some men work is backwards it's oh, really all i'm gonna say 100 percent. yes let's get rid of it before we replace it completely <sighs> agree yes yeah and then the um, world shut down. Anyways, but yeah. now I have one. It's yeah. super comfortable. It's got a nice big chase lounge on one end. Oh, I love lines. that. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I'm allowed to drink anything on top of the couch or on the new carpet, I will enjoy it much better. But I can't drink my coffee and I can't drink okay. my wine. So... so what is that a rule for now? Like until you're ready or I think or it's going to be until the, the shine wears off, which gotcha. we'll see how long. There's no like time limit. But we did the same thing when we got our couch. Like last year, I think we got our couch in our chairs and I was very much nobody's eating on this shit nobody's drinking yep. on it and then literally like a week later everybody's dr- eating and drinking it's, on it's it and really just gonna be yeah eventually it's somebody's like, gonna want to do it bad enough to just be like that's the point of having it right right and the hope is there that you're gonna continue to follow these rules but you know that the rules no. never get followed like they're, they're just and even by you you're not gonna follow no. that rule you're not no. gonna you're not gonna there's a couple others that have like little plastic on the top of them yeah. and eric's like can we take this off and i'm like not yet not yet i'm not ready not for yet. it yet not we not ready for them to not be all yet. sticky and gross yet. yeah <laughs> um how well, are you I'm good too. You know, we're we're also leaving for vacation. We're a week from today, as we are as we are recording this. I am so excited. Um, I just the fact that we haven't really traveled to anywhere like hot in a long time is just really enticing to me, and I'm so excited. Like, That's fantastic! <laughs> yay! Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, basically, we're just gonna we're literally just gonna miss each other in Florida, aren't we? Like, yeah, we come back on wednesday and i think you go down on friday well we leave on thursday but we're going to savannah georgia first right. and then we yes. drive down so yeah, yeah so we're renting a car kinda, obviously yeah we're renting a car in savannah and driving down and it's like you know three and a half to four hours or whatever but st augustine is on the way down so we might stop down and everything nice. and a lot of stuff to do so. have you been to georgia uh yeah my grandmother used to live there okay so we used to we used to drive we i didn't fly until i was like 22 years old so when we would go visit my grandmother and her husband at the time, um, we would always drive with my parents at like, you know, the 14, 15 yeah. hour drive or whatever. So I've been to Georgia a few times, um, but then she moved to Florida. So we haven't, we haven't been back since. So it's been a really long time. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm doing my run, my run in Georgia. Wow. So that'll be state number 21. That's exciting. Yeah. That's almost halfway. I know. It's crazy. I can't believe it. I'm glad your registration thing. Oh my out. God. I was so nervous about that, but yes, it did. Um, Quickly, Katie, are you bringing any books with you on vacation? I am. I'm going to bring Vox, which is our next podcast. Yes. I think that we are recording I think fairly week, quickly yeah. after you get back. Yes, right. Um, and then I have a couple others on my nightstand that I've had forever. Um, I can't remember. There's one like the lost and maybe the lost and found bookstore bookshelf. Lost okay. and found. Yeah, that like kind of sounds familiar. I've yeah, I've had it there, and it, it, I for some reason I have an attraction to reading books about books. And I so <laughs> we got a new carpet, and I we had to clean like the whole room out, and my giant bookshelf is in there yeah so i was putting all my books back on on one of the nights this week and i got to this whole section of my paperbacks that are literally just like all books about bookstores and yeah. mysteries that happen with oh, books I like and that. i just yeah I don't know. have you ever read um i really cannot i'm having like a little bit of a brain issue right now but there i think it's something called like in the hazelwood have you ever read, read nope. that book it's basically like a story it's a book about um this girl whose grandmother wrote this, like, really 
um, popular fantasy book that you that you, like, you can't barely find anywhere anymore. And it turns out that the place like that she wrote about was real. So that she ends up going there. It's really it's a really good okay. story. I think That's you would cool. like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there are two of them and I can't remember what the second one is called. But it's like if you just like Google Hazelwood, you would probably be okay. able to find it. Um, but it's it's really good. That was a fun one. You yeah. just read Malibu Rising, yes? I am reading it right okay. now. I am currently reading it, and that's another Taylor Jenkins read book, yep. and I'm loving it so far. Are you? Did you read it? I have not, but the girl that sits next to me at work, um, hey Kate, uh, mm-hmm. she was just telling me that she read it, and um, she wasn't as impressed as she has been with other Taylor Jenkins reads books. But so I'm I'm having the same kind of issue. I'm really I'm enjoying it as a read because I know it's Taylor Jenkins read. I like yep. I like her her as an author. I like the way she does like her style of um, narration and all that stuff. The one issue I'm having with it is there's so many like um, people from her previous books that just pop in, and sometimes I'm just like, is she doing this just to like throw like little winks and stuff and whatever? And like that's cute. But a couple of them is fine. Like, they don't have to be sprinkled yeah. throughout the entire book. You know what I mean? So it's kind of it's kind of a little, like, condensed with that. But um, other than that, I really am enjoying the story itself. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. good. So it's do you good. know what you're going to bring with you on vacation? Well, I'll definitely – I'll probably be finished with that by yeah, tomorrow. Sure. But um, I'm going to definitely bring Vox with me. What's our next – what's our one after that? I forget. The oh, The Hate You, you give. give. I'll probably end up bringing that with me. I haven't me. gotten it yet, so i got to – yeah, on that. And I'm gonna bring the girl in cabin thirteen that we all looked up that I still have not read, and I'm hoping that I I'm hoping I mean we're gone ten eleven days. I'm hoping I get four books read. Nice. I'm hoping. Fingers are crossed for like two and a half. And yeah. I'm hoping I can get one read because there I sit on the plane and it's mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah, just like in right. the car. I already mentioned that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for our fun stuff, right, Katie? Yeah, I think so. Um, so why don't we just jump into our prologue? Prologue, good job. <laughs> I said it right. Yay, it's the start <laughs> um, of the episode. The, the prologue. prologue. Okay, everybody, so for this week's episode, we read uh, Shoulder Season by Christina Clancy. Uh, this book was published on July 6, 2021. It's Christina Clancy's second book, I believe. Um, and it was named Best Book of the Summer by uh, Good Morning America, BuzzFeed, New York Post, etc. That's all the info I have on it. Katie, want to jump in with a synopsis? Absolutely. The small town of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin is an unlikely, unlikely location for a Playboy resort, and 19-year-old Sherry Taylor is an unlikely bunny. Growing up in neighboring East Troy, Sherry b- plays the organ at the local church and has never felt comfortable in her own skin. But when her parents die in quick succession, she leaves the only home she has ever known for the chance to be part of a glamorous slice of history. In the winter of 1981, in a costume two sizes too small, her toes pinched by stilettos, Sherry joins the daughters of dairy farmers and factory workers for the defining experience of her life. Living in the bunny hutch, Playboy's version of a college dorm, Sherry gets her education in the joys of sisterhood, the thrill of financial independence, the magic of first love, and the heady effects of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. As spring gives way to summer, Sherry finds herself caught in a romantic triangle, and the tragedy that ensues will haunt her for the next 40 years. From the Midwestern prairie to the California desert, from Wisconsin lakes to the Pacific Ocean, this is a story of what happens when small-town life is sprinkled with stardust and what we lose and gain when we leave home. With a heroine to root for and a narrative to get lost in, Shoulder Season is a sexy, evocative tale drenched in longing and desire that captures a fleeting moment in American history with nostalgia and heart. <laughs> Very good, Katie. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that was a long one. Um, and obviously, Katie, we have a drink today. We do, and I'm so excited to drink it. And I hope you saw the pictures on our socials because it's the cutest drink we've ever had. Yes, so far, yes. Absolutely. It is called a drunk bunny. It is also possibly the simplest drink that we've had besides absolutely. the scotch and water for uh, what book Slaughterhouse. Was that? I was going to say Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not that. Don't say that. Um, it is. Malibu and strawberry lemonade, and it's got a cute little peep hanging out on our straw. Looks like it's pole dancing. Sparkly pink peep looks like it's pole dancing on our thing, yeah. Cheers. Clink, let's go. All right, that's delightful. It is. That is absolutely delightful. Yes, it is. Um, Jess, you would love this. Yeah, I could drink, like, ten of these, like, like, real quickly. Like that bottle of Malibu that I brought Mm. is not big enough. Uh, yeah, before warned, Katie and I also did a shot of rum before we got up here as well. So. Sarah's first shot. Uh, not my first shot ever. My of first rum. shot of rum. But Katie is a good peer pressure person, so. <laughs> is that a 
is that is that an oxymoron it is kind of an oxymoron yeah you don't want to be peer pressured obviously but you know when you're an adult it's okay and if you're more than willing whatever i guess we should just jump into the story right yeah all right let's do it the story so sarah yeah i'm gonna ask you first oh my god what did you think of this book so i texted you a few days ago and i said katie i'm really enjoying this book i'm really loving this book so far it's so fun um and then it went downhill for me a little bit okay um did it for you uh yes okay Okay. I liked it. I'm glad I read it. It was enjoyable. Yes. It, the first half was definitely, I connected really hard with the first half. Same. Yeah. Not that I've ever been a Playboy <laughs> bunny, but the coming of my coming of my own in my own skin. It's very that, relatable. Yes. Yeah. It's certainly relatable. Um, keep going. Um, no, I, I think it's, it's incredibly relatable. Her as a, as a young girl, um, she's 19, I think, right? Yep. And when the story starts, um, and she is peer pressured by her best friend <laughs> to go and get look like try to get a job at this playboy resort a ran in random fucking wisconsin right yeah. like so um really awesome premise i i was super excited when you picked this book to read as i was like oh this is something i would never probably pick up on my own so i'm super excited i thought that it was a memoir at first and little bummed that it's not an actual memoir i'm fairly certain there's gotta be oh, absolutely i don't know that she actually was ever a playboy no. bunny but maybe I'm somebody sure... she knows like yeah. maybe her grandmother or yep. something or her mother were like some somewhere along those we, we could do some research on that whatever but um yeah it really fell off for me like halfway through because i was like okay this is a really cute story about a naive girl but this naive girl is just staying naive like this entire time she is not really learning much um she finally does learn a little bit but it takes like a real kick in the pants and i'm I'm still just like wow you mean like a grab of the tit when the fucking photographers well not even then not even then she that, was still i was like so what are you doing like really what are you doing you know i'm not gonna lie to you that that story that part reminded me of a story that georgia hardstark told on uh, my favorite murder yeah um and in her book i think it's written in her book about you know this guy telling her that she was really pretty like, i'm gonna take your picture and whatever I can see how that might happen. I mean, you're at a Playboy resort. If somebody comes up to you and you are naive, you're a young kid, like whatever, maybe there is a photographer there from a magazine, you know, looking to take I your can picture. believe that. I fully can believe that. As soon as he says, you got to come over to my van and meet my mm-hmm. sketchy ass buddy in my sketchy ass van, I would That's be like, like nah. nope, don't believe you anymore. Yeah, yeah. You're full of shit. See you later. See you later. But, but also it was 1981 and, well, you know. And you also have to remember that, like, this Which is was a, time... a good year, by the way. Were you born that I year? I might have been. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was negative three. <laughs> but um, I, I think, like, I think we have to take, we have to take into account the fact that this is 1981. Things were a lot different back then. Like, women were taught, like, you know, be polite. Be polite, like, don't try to be too difficult with people. You know what I mean? Well, that the whole interview itself right there sums that up. Like, she, her friend Roberta did not get the job because mm-hmm. she, was she actually had something to say and she yes. stood up for herself. And like they said later on, she would have smacked the guy's hand or whatever. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah, that's why you couldn't be here. And right. It's like, well. And Sherry was a, a yes man, basically. Yeah. Like, Sherry was very yeah. much a, a, a person who would be willing to say yes to pretty much anything. Once she was told that she should be saying yes to yes. everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where, I don't know, that's where it got kind of a little crazy for me. I had, actually ended up only giving this, like, three stars on Goodreads because I was just like, uh, like, I wanted to finish it. Obviously, I had to finish it, but it just wasn't something that kept my... I felt like I could have put the book down 40 pages before the end and been like, all right, that's over. Yes. And then, I mean, I'm glad that I found out, spoiler, that Arthur had a kid and that he lives there because that kind of whatever. He had this whole secret life, which I didn't really find believable. I hate this whole story. I hated that whole storyline. That was part of the reason why I hated this book. Okay. Okay. I just said hated the book. I didn't hate the book. (laughs) Whatever. But I hated that part of the book. Because, I don't know, it just felt to me like something that she had to rush to put in there. Like, you know, like, 
Sherry carried this with her for 40 years. 40 years. The only reason why she's getting over it now is because she found out that he was living a double life and, you know, had yeah. kids and yeah. whatever yep. and, like, didn't actually go to Paris for that summer when he told her he was going to Paris. Which, and... I mean, come on. Really, you're in the same town. Like, essentially yeah. the same town. Yes. Like, how, and how didn't Roberta call her and say, hey, I, I see well, your she, boyfriend here at, like, she, wasn't that right before she pissed him? pissed her off or no the no the that happened after yeah yeah okay. that happened after i mean she should have yeah so it's that part to me was just really unbelievable i'm like no he wouldn't be living in the same town with a family and sherry never hears about yeah. it for 40 fucking years so i was i did really like the relationship between arthur and sherry mm-hmm. and i really liked it i thought me she too. was a bitch for having a second party like that wasn't whatever made her think that that was a good idea yes. it was a bad idea yes and not because he dies but just it was a bad idea you're being a con basically yeah the whole scene where he died i felt like rushed like yeah, it was rushed. yeah yeah and it was i i like i kind of went back and i'm like that wasn't really very many pages at all for the amount of pages that went into the relationship and right. how it got built up and how they were together and yeah. how happy they were and how much of a connection that they had together and then for him to just like oh, watch what i can do yeah and that was it here's my here's my jack and it's just because this lake. guy rode his rowboat up and nobody noticed the robo yes, nobody noticed is, the like, guy this is what i mean like it just seemed so convoluted like it was very convoluted stuff it just didn't make sense in the way that it was i don't i don't know it just I, it bothered me a lot i'm like Okay, so you making you're making me really like this Arthur guy and like him and want him and Sherry to be together and you're gonna kill him in a page and like not even really go into it that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, she's just gonna run away. And then she's just gonna run away. She literally gets in her fucking car and leaves drives away. and drives to California. Doesn't even go to the funeral, no. like nothing. 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 I mean, it's kinda cool that she like finds out later on that a bunch of money was yeah he took that, that was money cool. i like yeah. that part i like that little yeah so i mean she's a very wealthy woman in her old age which is nice because she wasn't obviously mm-hmm. as, a young, as a young kid um but i just i did i feel i felt like maybe the book maybe even you were even just like 50 more pages or something just to kind of flesh out some of that stuff yeah rather than just make it happen in a, in a quick page find out that arthur had a wife like right at the end of the book and you know it's just basically a page and we there's no fallout to that like there's nothing yeah i think there was a lot of the story um about sherry being 60 or almost 60 or Mm -hmm. whatever like there i think there was too much of that part of it yeah um i don't care what she's doing now i don't care that she worked in a museum i don't i don't really care about any of that i like the fact that it was part of the story yeah but i felt there was too much like i didn't that need to know about shorter. terrence and marco and their arabian nights like uh, right right right. yes yeah like take that time and take those pages and make arthur's death scene better yeah longer more drawn out i don't know make the fact that she finds out about the second family more of a dramatic yeah you know like it just wasn't i and like the relationship that she had with jerry who was um what was he a realtor yeah yeah Yeah. he was the realtor who was trying to sell her parents building i liked you know he was kind of like i guess she called him kind of like an uncle um he seemed so sleazy for like the first half of the book and then all of a sudden it was like yeah we're good well i mean honestly if you're a guy who's just going to the fucking playboy resort just to out of women you're you're a little sleazy i mean um but he did treat her well he did right by her but why did he also never tell her about Arthur? Why did yep. he? Why did he let her live with this especially, guilt for forty years? Yeah, especially again. knowing that they like raised the house and rebuilt it, yeah. and that they're there. It's not even like they're in New York or they're in Florida. Yeah. They're right fucking there in front of him. And also, he knew like at the end, Jerry knew that she was coming to the house or coming to back to East Troy because she needed to meet with him. So what if she was just walking around and found this guy that looks exactly like Arthur did? I did kind of like ago? I did like the scene of him her seeing him and being like, "Wait, he's 
older than I've ever known him, but he's not as old as he should be. And like, right, exactly. What? There was part of me that was like, wait a minute, is Arthur still alive? Yeah. Like, did somehow Arthur like swim up from the lake and like he was fine? He was in an air bubble. And... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that part, it got like it was sad. I didn't like that part of the book because I mean, I really wanted her to be with him. Like, it yeah. seemed like that was basically her only hope for like happiness at first. Yeah. And then she just gets in a car and fucks off to California, finds Mitch, who, like, lady, this is another part of her naivety. Yeah. Like, seriously? Yeah. You believe that this guy was a fucking... You went on the plane to go visit Sam, and you didn't see that Mitch, he wasn't this crazy stuntman doing all the things and living this glamorous life? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It was a little, like... It was hard. It was hard to swallow because I mean I think part of you has to kind of put yourself back That's into like a said. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I, you part of you has to put yourself back into like a 19 year old mentality, right? And say, is this something I would believe? Right. In like when we were 19, maybe not. Like things no. are a little bit different than they were back in 1981. But like I mean I guess it's believable if you see a, a hot looking guy in California. No, I guess it was Texas. It was Texas, Texas. where they met. But, you know, he looks like a movie star or whatever. And he tells I you he's guess. from California. He's, yeah, and he's he driving this flashy stuff. car. I mean, it certainly... So, like, that part I believed, but I like I could tell just from the words he was saying to her, he's not coming to Playboy Ranch. Mm-mm. And the fact that he actually did, I was like, ooh, ooh, I was wrong on that. But then he did on the same day fucking Arthur was getting back. Yeah. So that was really, like, that was a tense moment for me. <laughs> like, okay, this girl is going to get herself in trouble. I mean, obviously... It worked out in the sense that he didn't find out about Mitch, but then he died right after. <laughs> so it didn't really work out in that sense. But um, I don't know. I just, I guess, I guess my main problem with the book is that when I'm usually reading a book, I like to be able to actually like the main character. And I did at first. But then she did these things that I was just like, I don't, I don't like her. I don't like her at all. For instance, like starting to uh, do cocaine, starting the diet pills thing. Like, again, these are things that all these people were doing at this resort. But she made it and she was strong and had a great career, quote unquote career there. And she was doing an awesome job without any of it. Yes. And she was fine and doing well. But apparently something in her brain was like, oh, everything, this is not working out the right way. I, now I need to get on speed and start doing cocaine and whatever. And again, 1981, everybody's doing fucking cocaine, you know, like it just, that's what people did. But I don't know. It's just a little disheartening because she's such a like... She's such, like, a small-town girl. And I really related to that Yeah, you did. (laughs) A lot. Yeah, you did. You know, I was very, you know, I grew up in a small town. I didn't do any hard drugs, nothing like that. So I guess when when she kind of fell off and started doing that stuff, I was just like, oh, that kind of sucks. (laughs) I don't don't really relate to that anymore, you know? (laughs) So I wrote down a couple of notes of things that I definitely wanted to make sure I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Jerry saved the turtle, that was, like, my turning point for Jerry. I was like... All right, he stopped yeah. to save a turtle because yeah. I have a soft spot for turtles, like yeah. big time. When we were in North Carolina, did I tell you this? That I don't know. The last time we were in North Carolina, there were sea turtles that were that hatched mm-hmm. when we were there, and we actually cool. were there on the beach when they went down to the ocean. It was yeah. like the middle of freaking night. It was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. I will like ah, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, so I love the fact that he saved the turtle and that okay. he stopped the car, and that I don't know, that was cool to me. Um, Can I just say something on top of that too? Yeah. I literally just no, read a don't. book recently. Yeah. But I mean, I literally yeah. read a book recently that had something about turtles in it. And I am, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what it was. But it was like there are two people, two different types of people or three different types of people in the world. What, somebody who will see a turtle in the middle of the road and try to go after it and, and hit it. A person who will avoid the turtle and a person who will get out of the car and pick up a turtle and, and move it so it's safe. And now I'm, like, trying to figure out who the fuck it was. Well, that wasn't in the Michael J. Fox books, was it? Because he had turtles on the top of every single one of the chapters. Maybe it was. Maybe it was in the beginning of that book. Okay. Yeah. I, I might have to, like, Google that and see if that would come up at all. But 
it just kind of struck me as like, holy shit. I so Jerry is a get out of the car and, and move, move the turtle, the turtle yeah. to protect it kind yeah. of person. So yeah. sorry, continue That's on. That's okay, because I, <laughs> I am like between the two of the, at the end, because like... The side road that's by the pond right by my house i've definitely stopped and moved a turtle across mm. the road there but i'm not going to stop on the highway and right right, move right. A turtle. Yeah. like i it's yeah i'm but gonna you, avoid it you aren't gonna, I'm gonna hit avoid it, it. Yeah. yeah correct yeah um i love the fact that her mom was from albany oh yeah me too i was me i saw too. that i was like ah yeah ah! yeah second book in a row that's got like capital region shout getting out some, yeah exactly getting some love um i had no idea and i don't know if this was something that she put into the story solely because she wanted it to be small town in wisconsin that there's playboy resorts all over or, or was playboy resorts all over the country like i yeah. would have thought it was like one i would have thought california and new york city and that's about it okay like for Playboy stuff. Yeah. Never would have thought anywhere else. If that there's all over the place. Which, I don't know. Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. There probably, I don't really know. There probably was. I mean, it, they were super popular back right. then. Like, I mean, and every... Like a best Western, but... Yeah. And I mean, like, every... Right. Exactly. But I mean, every guy would have been wanted, would have wanted to go to a resort mm-hmm. like that. I think it is a little funny that they're family resorts. You know, uh, like, yeah. We bring our wives here and they yeah. order steaks for them and whatever. And I was like, yeah. And there were like ski slopes and yeah. like, you know, it's a family like, resort. they bring the kids. And I'm like, I'd have a hard time being like, yeah, honey, that sounds great. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We'll bring the kids. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my husband only and we'll have our own good time after right. sitting in the dining room for a while. But I'm not, I don't know. I like looking at a good pair of boobs, not going to lie. Right. <laughs> You can strut it in, hel- in stilettos. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's Shake very, that tail. It's very impressive. And I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the Playboy Bunny outfit is adorable. I've always, like, thought so, yeah. you know? Um, and I did. I love the, I, the idea that there are so many different colors and, like, patterns of it. Yeah, I would she have only ever thought black and white. Black or, or pink. And she yeah. mentions at one point, like, she was wearing, like, a paisley one and then a hunter green one. I'm yeah, like, holy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. She had okay. to change from one to the other. Yeah. Um. So the next, it's right off of that topic, I flagged something. Um. I think it's when she first is meeting Arthur. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's first talking to Arthur. And she says to him, why would a young guy like you want to live out there in the cottage all by yourself? And he says, I'd love some company. Come join me. He winked at her and she giggled. Men flirted with her all the time now. It seemed harmless when she was wearing her bunny costume. How odd that an outfit so revealing could also feel like armor. But in that moment, she was plain old Sherry and she wasn't sure how to respond. The fact that she called it armor hit me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I can't tell you that I've ever worn a bunny costume or anything even close to that mm-hmm. but i know that there are certain clothes that when you put them on you automatically feel more powerful yep. more absolutely sh- more strong that's yeah. what i was gonna say stronger and more empowered and just on top of the world yes. like you own it for sure and, and and i think like she felt that way a lot the second she put that stuff on yeah even, even though, though it was the boning was cutting yes, into her ribs she couldn't breathe while wearing it she wanted you know the stiletto heels they had to wear hurt her feet they had bunions but she felt powerful in this and i totally can understand that yeah like i mean we're sitting next to a shit ton of dresses yeah. that at, like <laughs> and when i'm wearing a dress i feel sexy i feel confident i feel pretty like i like there's yeah. so many of these things that you relate to with that kind of thing. So there was, um, it it made me think of this. One of the years that I watched the Victoria's Secret fashion show, which I haven't in probably like three or four years. Mm -hmm. And this was in my new house. So it's within the last eight years. Um, There was a a night I was watching it. It was dark in my room. I was surprisingly enough drinking. (laughs) And I got up to go to the bathroom and I literally strutted my stuff. And I must have been in sweats and a sweatpants. And I literally was like sashaying directly to the bathroom. Oh my God. And then I turned down the light and was like, nope, still just me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I made a post about it on Facebook. And I was just like, there's nothing better than the feeling of strutting your stuff right before you turn on the light or something like that. And it was literally like, it's me. Nope. It's but me. I think like I think there's a lesson to be learned there. Like I mean, models are models. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. and yeah, it's okay to like I like sugar. <laughs> but it's okay to like be I don't know, look 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 up to them in a way because yeah, those women are 
confident. Awesome. They're confident. Hell. They're sexy. Whatever. But like you as a person have so many qualities that some of those models probably don't have. You know yeah. what I mean? No, like, I get it. It's it's hard to like put yourself in that way when society tells us we should look a different way, a certain right. way, like whatever. And but um, but there are certain qualities that you know we have as women that can make us feel like even just look sexy to other people. Yep. You know what I mean? Like holy shit, that girl looks amazing. Like, you know, I wonder what happened there, you know? That's, I don't know. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's, uh, so right in that same whole line of conversation, uh, this week at work, we had a Women's History Month, I guess, okay. Women's History Month celebration. Um, and there was a queen mother there, and she gave this amazing speech. Yeah. And part of it, which this is not the most pivotal thing that I took out of it, but it relates to the book and I thought it was so spot on perfect. Um she brings up the Virginia Slims ads essentially from the 80s and yeah. it, uh somewhere in the book she actually I think Roberta or Val, one of the two, pulls out Virginia Slims and I, I was like, Val. Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um and the slogan was like you're <sighs> I forgot to look up what the slogan was, but the subtitle of the one ad that she had was Virginia Slims were made by be, made for females because you are biologically superior to males, and oh, I was like, ah, yes, I need to remember wrong. that. I, they're <laughs> not wrong, yeah. But you know, I mean, the smoking part, icky. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. But whatever. I mean, there there was something that I had flagged in the book as well, um, and this goes back to the whole appearance thing. So on page two eighty two, um, this is when she's uh met back up with Val. And, you know, they're hanging out and um, it was kind of a quick, a quick meetup, you know, like she's going to, she's going to these places and she's literally there for like 20 minutes. It's kind of Hi, strange. Hi, thanks. Oh, you but, ironed your pants for me. Okay. Uh, bye. Yeah, On yeah. to the next one. Super weird. Super weird. But, Haven't been here in 40 years, but you get about 30 minutes. This is, this is the, the page right here. Um, Everyone t- tells Sherry that she looks great for her age and she imagines it's their way of saying she looks good enough to model for an ad for Metamucil. What she wonders, does great for your age even mean? Is there some agreed upon aesthetic template for an almost 60 year old woman she looks okay she supposes but she has to work at it and pay for it she's grateful she can afford cool sculpting bbl and pilates she has time to play tennis and swim and go for hikes in joshua tree so far thank god her joints and back haven't failed her she's tried hard not to make violet crazy about her weight and her looks but it's always been difficult for sherry to bite her tongue when she notices that her daughter has gained a few pounds or her outfit isn't flattering or she could use a bit of lipstick just as she finds it hard to to be kind to herself when she notices the way time has changed her body. I flagged that quote too, yes. by the way, 282, great for your age. Super like relatable in the sense that, I mean, this this is for me basically. And like, again, we can go back to like mothers of daughters and stuff because I have these thoughts too. Sophie's 10 and she still has yet to eat a vegetable. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, but she can't match her clothes and she doesn't brush her hair in the morning. And these are the little things that I like, I find that I'm nitpicking at her. There is a part in my brain where it just says, okay, I need to shut this off. I need to shut this off. Yes, I want my daughter to dress a certain way, I guess, you know, like I want her to match her clothes, but she's also my daughter and she's kind of wild and crazy and like has and she's this getting personality dressed and she's, she's doing picking these things she's out independent fiercely independent and she's obviously not there's nobody picking on her because yes. her clothes don't match or it would probably turn into something turn into more something for else. her exactly so which is a good thing right and that, so that struck me that whole paragraph struck me just as like wow um i just want to make sure that when i'm talking to my daughter i'm not Focusing on, focusing on that appearance, those appearances, and like any insecurities that I might feel projected onto her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do. Um, so so far, it seems okay. It I, seems like I'm not. I don't have girls, but I will tell Adam if he looks like a fool and he needs to okay. change something. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> not often, because I'm. I'm. You know what? You put your clothes on. Right. I'm good. Right. We're exactly. about to walk out the door, and you're clashing. All right. It's Whatever fine. you have clothes on, you're not naked. I I just I do feel that it would be a little different if a boy walked into someplace and he's kind of clashing. You're like, you just kind of expect it. Oh, that's that's Adam again. Yeah. He's silly. You know, whatever. But you know, a girl walks in, and especially when they start hitting teenage e- years, it's like, oh wow, like there's Sophie. She can't even brush her hair when she gets out of bed. How disgusting. You know, I mean, that's 
going to start affecting it will things. and that but that's also not so much an uh, appearance as far as like an attractiveness thing that you could put that with more of like a hygiene thing as yeah. opposed to like you're supposed to brush your teeth and your hair in the morning you know what i yeah. mean and put them together yeah i no amount of me telling her to also brush her, brush her hair, hair has doesn't worked. matter doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter and then i go to brush her hair and i heard her and i said hey if you brush your hair before bed and after in like in the morning every day this wouldn't happen well, there you go. <laughs> what you need is to just give her a perm and then you have curly hair and then you never brush your hair oh because God. that's a bad idea yeah right exactly <laughs> and that is something that's kind of more like uh recent like people used to call- brush their hair with curls all the time there's some people that i work with that still do and i'm like have what you ever you tried doing? putting something in your hair it's just finger comb finger yeah. comb yeah. <laughs> cute look i wouldn't know because i have pin straight hair for yeah. the most part but um yeah. If I air dry it, it's a little wavy, but it's a fucking mess. <laughs> I did have another thing flagged that I had took a, taken a picture of, um, and it was basically just um, the page in the book where she calls Hugh Hefner a pervert, and I was like, yes! Yeah. Like, that was actually really funny. I Perfect. mean, he is a pervert. <laughs> he was, he started rather. It, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and, he like, so much has come out about him, like, with how he treated those women. And, and so the part where she's talking about, um, like, the mansion in Beverly Hills and the grotto and stuff. And she's yeah, talking about... Yeah, that was about, weird. The girls that yeah, came back and were totally damaged Totally damaged it. and different. I mean, gee, I wonder why. You know, they probably were assaulted on several occasions in mm-hmm. that kind of situation. So, um, yeah, that was kind of... And that's another thing that was kind of just glossed over a little bit. Like, yeah. no more, like... So, I guess what I'm curious about is what was the point of the book, honestly? You know what I mean? I mean, Sherry did come of age, and she did become a woman who could stand for herself, and she could make decisions, and yeah. she did have a daughter, and... I mean, she easily could have found out she was pregnant with Mitch and been like, nope, got to get rid of this mm-hmm, shit. But mm-hmm. they got married and they had a baby. So yeah. I like she tried. Yeah. And I think towards the end, she was talking about the fact that Violet was her wake up song or right. wake up call or whatever. Yeah. Not that she wanted to do it and not that she was planning on doing it. But then it was like, uh, you're doing it. Well, and this is another one of those things where, you know, she they, they went on like a year-long bender of just cocaine, drugs, uh, drinking all, all the time. Burning through all her money. Yes. And like... I, I did that. It was college. It was four right. years. <laughs> okay. But... Like, Not the cocaine part. All of that stuff was also glossed over. Like suddenly she just woke up and in an instant she no longer does those things. Yeah. Like obviously you were addicted to this she shit. She was struggling like, with the diet pills and like that yes. was a more fleshed out scene. That was a good scene. I like the fact that, or yeah. not scene, but a good section of the book where she was fighting all of that and yeah. coming, realizing that she needed to clean herself up because Arthur was coming back. Which right. I, I did like the fact that she had higher hopes and expectations for herself for Arthur. Right. Because he had them for her. Yeah. But it's kind of sad that it was just because of a, how a man saw you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's kind of. What but I think things. he also. Well, her and him and Gloria were like, you need to figure out where you're going because this isn't the end of the road for you. Like, right. Everybody's here as a stopover. It's not a permanent. And she was anticipating. And she was thinking that, that it was going to be life. permanent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she went to California thinking she was going to just walk in and be like, "I already got this. Mm-hmm. I can do it too." Yeah, and then Tina like straight flat out tells her, "You look fucking terrible." Yeah. What's going on? And then and then Tina says, "Are you pregnant?" And she says, "I think I might be." The end where of chapter. Where did that come from? <laughs> like, where? Where did that come from? Uh, like, all we're doing right now is listening to you talk about how you're constantly uh, on drugs and whatever, and then suddenly that was right after is... the bender with Mitch, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just it just it kind of felt a little disjointed to me in places. That's all. I agree. I uh, I flagged another thing that was uh, near the beginning of the book. Sherry had had a million crushes on the boys at school, and she daydreamed about encounters with celebrities like Leif Garrett and Sean Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Her notebook was filled with her signature, combined with the last name of whichever boy she liked at the time. Sherry Parker, Sherry ha- Hackbarth, Sherry McBride, all with a heart as a dot for the eye in Sherry. But <laughs> aside from Tommy, she'd had little experience. And I really related to that because I didn't kiss a boy for a really long time. Yeah. And I definitely had a notebook with all sorts of boys' oh, yeah. last names and Come hearts we, and yeah. flushing my crush down the drain, literally like in the shape of a drain when yeah. like 
they started dating somebody and I was like, oh, you know, not for me. It reminds me of like playing Nash or something, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, which we all did or whatever. Mansion, apartment, shack, or house? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. God, I fucking like, we We could do that right now. (laughs) Spend hours playing that game as as teenagers or like, you know, a little before teenagers or whatever, but. Uh, and I would play it by myself, just sitting in my room. I would just write out mash things and like whatever, yeah. and just fucking play it by myself. Wow. Okay. Like, <laughs> I wonder if kids still do that today. I'm gonna uh, have to ask. Yeah. Um, I would think so. So yeah. I have one more thing. Um, near the end of the book, she's talking about when she's sitting there with Val, and Val's going through like all of these other people, um, that were bunnies, and she's like, I don't even remember them. Yeah. And uh. I definitely had the same, a similar experience. So I used to work at Kmart when I was like 16. It was like my first real job. Um, And oddly enough, a whole bunch of the people that I used to work with at Kmart all work at the same campus with me in different departments, whatever. We had a mini reunion, like I want to say this summer of 2019 because I think it was before COVID, like out in the lawn because we'd all passed each other at some point in time. We were finally like, let's just go sit down. And we sat there and I'm not kidding you. Every single one of the other five people were like, oh, you remember so-and-so? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you remember so-and-so? And I was like, mm-hmm. no. And they're like, do you remember so-and-so? And I was like, oh, the person that with the curly hair? And they're like, no, that was so-and-so. <laughs> and I'm like, I worked there with you guys. Like, I was alive. I yeah. wasn't even, like, I wasn't drinking. I Like, I, where did all of these memories go? You know what I think that might go back to you? I mean, you're 16, the fact that you know what I mean, but they were all too. But it's like when you're 16, a lot of a lot of your thought revolves around like you and what you're doing. It's not really revolving around the people that are around you and my crush at the time, exactly. whoever that may have been. Yeah, it's not really revolving around anybody other than who is in your like immediate circle. So because I I guarantee like you know where I worked when I was 16. If somebody said, oh, do you remember so-and-so? And, like, I'd be like, have no idea who the fuck you're talking about. And I worked at a pretty memorable place when I was 16, you know? Like, I mean, sure, I remember certain people. And I actually just ran into somebody who married is married to somebody that I worked with at How Caverns, which is really weird. Yeah. But um, I, I, I guarantee if I saw them on the street would not recognize them like i had a lot of shit going on when i was 16 17 years old you know (laughs) yeah i mean i working in restaurants so applebee's friendly's residents all of them like it was a revolving door of people and you would have these serious and it's similar to this where you'd have these seriously stressful meals or shifts where you would work and it would be terrible and somebody would break down in tears and you were so bonded with these people because of all this this stressful experiences and then you'd get to the end of the shift and you'd go hang out and you'd party and you'd do whatever and then you'd go back the next morning or next day or next night and you do it all over again and these people i was so close to these people and then as soon as either I stopped working there or they stopped working there, Absolutely. it's just like gone. It's gone. You're done. There. Gone. Yeah. There's no. There's my maid else. of honor. This that might be literally the only regret I have in my life is that I had the maid of honor that was not Jess, my sister-in-law. Jess. Aww. She wasn't my sister-in-law yet, but that was but might be my biggest regret is that I had a girl that I worked with at Applebee's at the time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I and have... we were super close at the time, and I and absolutely goes... loved her. Yeah, yeah. We hey. talked about being math teachers together and working at the same school and having the same... Yeah. And, and then just, nope. Yeah. I have the kind of one, a very similar th- feeling. Like, um, you were at my wedding, and it should have been you in my wedding, whereas there was another... Katie in my wedding that we then never spoke to again really like that was that I don't know like I knew you and we were friends and I was at your wedding but it wasn't what year did you get married Mm, 2008 I mean so that was yeah I knew knew the other Katie longer but at the same time now we're not even friends really like yeah but if you could see the future we would all be able to make different decisions absolutely all the time yep for sure and I mean that's just life, honestly. Yeah. That's just how life works out, and yeah. it is what it is, but, um... I'm know. happy that I'm sitting in your closet with exactly. you. Exactly! Pretty happy that this is where we are right now. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know if I have much more to say about Sherry as a person, other than, you know, I really wanted to like her. I wanted to like her a lot, and the things that she kept doing, I was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like take for instance the stuff that she did to roberta when she found out that greg allman from the allman brothers i was so pissed at her so pissed off like how like fucking really ridiculous like the fact that like i get she was kind of 
she felt like her whole senior year of high school that Roberta had kind of moved on from her. But before that even happened, not the high school part, but before the Greg Allman concert or the Allman Brothers concert, there's a point in time where Roberta says, we're always going to be friends. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, we're always going to be friends. Yeah. And then to have the opportunity to do something like take your friend to the backstage of their favorite person they've ever wanted to meet and and wanted to and be like, I can do it. And then let's go. And then just be like, yes. No, Mitch is here. Yeah. He's so dreamy. Mitch, the dreamy guy. like The dreamy guy who I spent months waiting for him to call and he never did. Right, exactly. So you ditch your best friend, take him to this party and End up in the guy's hotel room and still don't call her to be like, oh, let me sneak you in. So, I mean, I do love that she ended up getting his uh, signature on a maxi pad, which is hilarious. But the fact that she then doesn't even... She carried this fucking maxi pad in her purse for 40 years. And or then, a hat. I'm sure she didn't carry it in her it purse, did, but it she did owned it. It a really funny scene yes. at the end where she meets yes. up with Roberta after 40 years and gives her this maxi pad. And, and she it's, can't even fucking read, even it. read it. <laughs> and, like, they start, like, cleaning up a spill on the yeah, bar with yeah. it. It's really funny. It's super funny. But, like, I don't know. That just, that to me felt like something that you can't come back from. No. Like, that is that is untake backable. You yeah, know what I mean? It's not like, really forgivable as far, no. as far as friends go at yeah. all. And it it certainly seemed like it wasn't ever addressed because there was, as far as I could tell, she didn't go back and see Roberta until forty, 40 years, years later. Yeah, and no, was, she went to California and never and never returned. came back. Yeah, and being like such a, it kind of kind of shocked me a little bit because she's rich and seemingly powerful in the position that she's yep. in does she not travel ever like i don't even remember i mean so 2019 is the current time yeah. right yeah so that's 20 years where the internet existed right right she did say that they talk on facebook they'll like each other's posts they About will Roberta? yes okay. yeah i think that they've shared a couple of messages or whatever on facebook but like that was tasty i don't know oh you My... ate the she ate the peep guys it was <laughs> it's like was like soaked in the drink Oh, mine is not soaking, so mine is just floating above the ice, and I think peeps are absolutely disgusting, so I will not be eating that. (laughs) I was just trying to get the rest of the drink. I don't blame you. (laughs) I mean, we're going to have to make another drink at some point. So, I I don't know, Katie. Like, this is kind of, it's kind of a short book. It's not really, like, a lot to talk about. I don't know. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to take me longer. Again, it's only, like, 300 pages, right? Right around 300? It was a quick read. Like, it was a pretty quick read. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know, I vaguely remember these being pretty short chapters, and, like, that always creates an easy read for me, because yeah. I'll just say, oh, one more chapter, one more, one, one more chapter, one and more. then it's, like, three pages, I'm like, oh, we might as well go with one more chapter, yep. so then, like, two hours later, I'm still reading this fucking book, yeah. you know? Yes. Um. So, yeah, it didn't take me long to read, and I'm not gonna lie to you, the cover is beautiful, like, I adore the cover of the book, I think that's my I favorite do thing too. about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had it from the library. This is one of the ones I had from the library for like a, an extended period of time. I really? owed, owed like six dollars on it, and I had, <laughs> I had read like I thought I hadn't started it at all. But when I started it for this, I like the first three pages. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. I feel like I did start reading, and I'm sure I did. You know what's funny, Katie, about you and the library is that like by the time you like actually get to some of your books, you might as well have just bought them because no, you're gonna owe money. I'm not that bad. I don't. They're not that bad. Usually, I, I get them back by like a dollar or two. Okay. Can but I just say I've never justifiable? I've never returned a library book back like not once in my entire ever. life ever. Well, a lot of years you get digital, right? And they just disappear. And they just disappear. But if I do get like a hard copy book, I just I get anxiety even thinking about it. So if I like, it's either I have to renew it. When I know the date is coming up. Oh, I'll renew them if I can. But if I can't, I just keep them until I read them. Well, I have to. For me, I have to give it back. If I can't renew it, I have to give it back. And it's that's just why like, we're different people. <laughs> broken ass brain up in here. <laughs> See, I look at it as I am supporting the library and providing fundraising for them yeah. all on my own. Yeah, they certainly need that. I mean, they need that. All Library's on my own. Important. I'm supporting my library by keeping my books out. I remember recently seeing, like, I guess it wasn't that recent. It was, like, a couple years ago or something. But, like, somebody had posted something on, like, a social media thing. And it was, like... um, does anybody know of any place like a Netflix where you could get books? 
<laughs> and then somebody was like, yeah, like mean a, a library? library? <laughs> I died looking at that. Like, I just, I fucking love, like, br- stupid it's, shit. But it's yeah. stupid, like, brain fart kind of thing. Yeah. Because 100% I have thought, some had a thought yeah. like that that's very similar. And then somebody's come back and just been like, you mean? You like, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of a relatable thing. But, um, yeah. Uh, honestly, Katie, that's all I have to Yeah, I think I've touched on, on all my all my notes. Me too. And obviously, if there's something that comes up in our on our break or whatever, we can always come back and and just touch on it next episode. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Um, so let's just jump into our epilogue then. You got it. All right. The epilogue. Katie, what is our next book? Our next book is Vox by Christina Dulcher. Yes. Which I believe is your suggestion. Actually, I actually think it was your suggestion. It might have been my suggestion. I think it was your suggestion. And I, when you suggested it, I, I had told you that I read it previously. Oh, I think I forgot that. Yes. Okay. But, um, and I did probably like three-ish years ago. Okay. Probably right when it came, whenever it came out, probably right around then. I okay. saw it, again, I saw it on a list and I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. I'm if I it. recall, it's about women being silenced. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And like, I think it's just like a societal thing. Like they're not supposed to talk uh, out in public kind of thing. Yeah. Something like that. And that just could be like, you know, what I'm thinking um, based on the title of it. But yes, it's definitely that women just don't have the same kind of rights as men do, which, you know, like. Go fucking figure. (laughs) Weird. Um, We'll get there. I remember enjoying it a lot. And um, it's. It's, you know, kind of dark in some ways, but it's good. I'm looking forward okay. to reading it again. Is it, about is it, it uh, young adult? Uh, no, it's, okay. she's an, I, I, she's an adult. She's married. Okay. I'm fairly certain they're, it's a married couple. Okay. Um, and you kind of like learn the ins and outs, ins and outs of their relationship. I, in some ways it's kind of like hand, handsmaid tale-ish. Never you know? read it. That's a fucked up book. And like, I tried watching the TV show, watched the first episode, the first season, Watched like one or two episodes of the second season, and I was like, "This is so fucking dark. I just can't." can't. And it was like in the midst of like the Trump years, <laughs> so for me, it was like I can't do this. Too like, real. I, there's too much. There's it's too real, too much and it just too feel. It's just too feels too real for me. I can't do it. So um, I gave up on it, and I'm actually happy that I did. So, <laughs> um, so obviously, Katie, we're gonna have a cocktail with that. We will. Don't know what it is yet, and no. this is gonna be an interesting one to kind of yeah try to search up. But we'll so find something. here's something that I've been meaning to say to you, and I have no reason not to say it here. Yeah, I feel like we should get, and this this is a suggestion from George that we should get a Fort Orange beer to be one of our drinks at some point in time. And then Fort Orange could be like, Hey, listen to this podcast. Ooh, I like that. They drank our beer. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can find one that actually ties to the book. I mean, I have some connections with Fort Orange, so yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll see what happens. Um, we could have a, we could have one of the owners on our podcast. We could interview (laughs) him. He's right downstairs right now. Um, so yeah, not sure what our cocktail is going to be yet, but obviously follow us on our socials and uh, you'll find that there. You can find us at uh, at to be read pod, T W O B E R E A D P O D, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. We've only had one cocktail, so she could still spell it. Yes, I can. I can. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doing so bad. It's just that, you know that that rum shot is kind of like oozing around in my head a little bit um and uh you know like we said we we have some we have uh gmail as well at what the to be read g to to be read podcast at gmail (laughs) wow okay maybe that is the rum right there um so yeah uh i hope everybody starts following us uh rate review and subscribe i think we need to do this at the beginning too and say hey if you like what we're saying let us know. And if yeah. you don't like what we're saying, let, let us know. Because um, yeah, if you didn't like you. what we were saying, you don't get to this point. So Yeah. yeah. Well, and we want to hear from you. So that's on Apple and Spotify. Um, I don't think there's anything else to say, Katie, except join us next time. When we make your to-be red pile one book shorter. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> to Be Red is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa. 
Hello. Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you usually do, say, no. do I usually start? No, you, I feel like usually you always, hello, and I say, hi, everybody. This is, should I say, 